0: review y'all jump the rest of them jump my boy john Hastings! john Hastings up in his bitch and that dude dylan got bro dylan got so what you got you know
1: what it is come on
0: Boom, yes, we're finally in the area of Vince McMahon we've all wanted to talk about. It's the years between 2004 and 2020. The Vince McMahon is trying to be a normal man years, but they are so much crazier than the Attitude Era, if you really think about it. Dylan Gott, welcome to the program. How are you today?
1: (laughs) Oh, welcome to the program, the guy who's here all the time. Hey, welcome to your own house. I'm Dylan Gott. That is John Hastings. This is the start of the best part of wrestling, which is... Vince McMahon is still doing creepy perv stuff, but he has made the set professional. Oh, yes, he has. Everything is, sl- he has consulted one person who uh, has completed two years of college. They will work for free, and they are afraid of him, so he's made them work for three years. This is
0: when he starts bringing in writers, having writers' rooms, people that have worked in television, and he's, all right, all right, give me your pitch. hey. Um, I think that we should do uh, like athletic competitions between the two of them, build it up over the idea of who's a best wrestler. No. Here's my idea. I'm Vince McMahon. Get a mentally disabled person. He's the nephew of Eric Bischoff. That means Eric Bischoff's cum is bad, my cum is good. Make it happen. Walks out of room, takes shit in garbage can in waiting room, <laughs> leaves, throws shit at
1: Ryder, Vince McMahon. You know. You know the original idea for Eugene was to do it exactly like the episode of South Park. Which is so funny because they actually had a movie with the same premise that Johnny Knoxville was. But basically, it would be Eugene comes in, pretends to be handicapped to get a bunch of sympathy. And then it turns out he's just a guy pretending to be handicapped. He turns heel. But then they were like, not even we can do that, which is so funny. We'll fake, we'll fake a gay marriage just to, just to upset special interest groups, but not that one. What's interesting... Is that this was a very
0: big premise in the 2000s? The 2000s had certain themes that no one really talks about. This was definitely one of them, which is um, I think you could fake being in the Special Olympics um, and um, j- then just win all the golds, and that would be sweet. The other one, there's a few like horrific ones.
1: Yeah. It's true. It's the it's the it's the hangover from the 90s where things were just too fucking good for white guys. The amount
0: of people by the way in the 2000s, I heard just dudes say like, I tell chicks I'm a lesbian so I get to fuck more of them. Being like, "What the
1: fuck are you talking about?"
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I've been watching 30 rewatching 30 Rock and I forgot totally And this is 2007, but I'm gonna fucking knock it out of the park in 2007 because I forgot about sharking. Everything leading up to the financial crisis was harrowing, and then the financial crisis happened. And culturally, certainly not financially, we needed it, but culturally, we needed it.
0: Oh yeah, no, the that Like, it's sharking is crazy.
1: Um, and it was also crazy. Cause well, I thought explain what sharking was for people that don't remember and the four people that are young that listen to sharking us. or debagging
0: was the slang for pulling, ooh, pulling down someone's pants, underwear, top, or other clothing against their will, possibly on public transport. It was apparently, it was real big. What's funny is also in the 2000s, yeah, the real big thing in Australia was not sharking, but uh. Uh, king punching or coward punching, which is when you would uh, just punch someone in the back of the head walking down the street.
1: That seems like the Australian spin on that. Let's take out. Uh, <laughs> let's take out the uh, direct harassment and add in more pain. Um, we don't want to hurt.
0: Uh, we don't want to embarrass the women. We want to hurt them. King punch. It is. <laughs> It's 2004. Let's get into the. Let's just review the highlights before we go month by month. Eugene, The Rock films be cool. Vince McMahon very angry yes. about that. The Diva Search, WrestleMania 20. Oh, the Diva
1: Search. It's it's a it's a real grab bag year of delights because no this is really good because this is the year that WWF and WWE will never talk about and the one we get to talk about a lot which is the one time that they gave. The underdog, or the first time, I should say, that Vince gave what he now gives to every indie wrestler, the underdog... Look at him! He's such a fighter. Push to a man that eventually killed his family, and a man that uh, died of his heart exploded. His heart exploded, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, because he was five eight. He should have been hundred and seventy pounds, but he put on an extra whole sixty pounds of muscle because Vinny Boy wants to see people with those veins and those pipes. Because Eddie Mur Eddie Murphy Eddie Guerrero every Eddie Murphy every day had to walk into Vince
0: McMahon eating a burrito, not knowing what a burrito was. Um, yep. and just making fun of his culture. Like I guarantee that Vince McMahon thought Eddie Guerrero was like just from, just from California. Like he, because th- he's like, I know him. He can't be Mexican. He's like. Well, no. And he's like, you must be from California. Actually, I'm from Texas, Vince. Ah, the Texas portion of California. Like, (laughs) because you have to remember, this is now, Vince McMahon is thoroughly in his 50s. He's starting to lose it, and he's starting to say things like, I appeal to the youth vote. I'm young at heart. I've only reached puberty, which is terrifying. Like, he's literally just being like. That's in an interview, yes. I only now have wet dreams. That's right, Linda. Those aren't. Those aren't my kids. Those are someone else's kids, Linda. Like, what is he doing? Like, this is this is also the interesting part to listen to anything from something to wrestle with, because Bruce Pritchard switches from like nostalgic for the good old days to just sounding very tired. Because this is when it was hard to be Vince's lackey, yes man, bootlicker. Like in the eighties and nineties, it was really fun because you were right all the time. Now, Vince McMahon has gone mad. He has conquered all of his enemies. He has suffered many defeats. That we're just ignoring. He now thinks he is in, He can only control one thing, and that is the creative direction of his own company. And he is doing that through the vessel that it is his daughter. And if you are not careful, he is going to make sure that every angle starts with a woman pretending to be pregnant and ends with her fully dead,
1: while a large man just does push-ups. And it's also the start of like, ah, he's the champ now. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like Eddie Guerrero is in tag is tagging with his uh, with Chavo with his nephew, Chavo. Chavo is managed by Chavo's dad, obviously, Chavo Classic. I think one of the fucking... Chavo Classic is so good, man. Every Guerrero is so fucking good at wrestling, but Eddie Guerrero, they're like, uh, he's the fucking champ now. Like he. That's, doesn't... Not... <laughs> That's actually not
0: fair. That is not fair, you fucking liar. Stop fucking lying
1: to me or I'll fucking fight you. I'll never lie. You're lying
0: right now. You're li- Go for it. You're lying down in a bed of roses. Ooh. What was I lying about? Eddie? The Eddie Guerrero championship build was a bit better than that. And also, it's the only time that when they do this where they make it specifically, we're making a champion to appeal to the Latin market, we're giving it to the underdog, that sort of stuff. They did it in a way where it was like, okay, they protected Brock Lesnar by having um, Bill Goldberg, Goldberg interfere. But because it was Eddie Guerrero and he had the lychee steel angle to him, it... It worked completely because you're like, well, that's what he does anyway because he's fucking cool as shit. Also, the celebration afterwards, you just needed to show that to anyone because it wasn't like that was at WrestleMania. That was at No Mercy, which is kind of a oh, meh yeah. pay-per-view. Because so, I remember like, oh, WrestleMania 20, all right, I'll get back into wrestling just to watch this. And I watched that clip and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. I never thought Eddie Guerrero could be the champion, but based on like how much people are celebrating, it looks like he's like, pretty legit and also all of his matches were sick so it makes complete sense
1: that's true and i think that honestly eddie guerrero weirdly was miscast i think if you're going to do smackdown was the wrestling show raw was the entertainment show eddie can go in the ring and just take okay go there do it for nine minutes and he can do that versus chris benoit where it's like a classic weird Triple H thing where Chris Benoit couldn't have been more entertaining than him. So he was the champion. If that makes any sense, like Triple H always was like, he would be like, Oh, I know who I'll let win this guy who can't do a promo at all. When that's the one thing that they want that defines this company more than anything else. Like in a couple of years, I forget what year it is, but he loses to Shelton Benjamin randomly. And then they're like, Oh, Shelton Benjamin could really be something, but Shelton Benjamin can't do promos. So it's like it's a null and void thing. Same with Benoit. He loses to Benoit, but it's like, A, it's the thing where, like, you've seen this guy lose so much and nothing has changed about his character. Like, why is he now good? And I think that's one thing that WWF does really badly and one thing that, oddly, AEW does really well. Of course, they have to because they have to change their name and blah, blah, blah. But what they do is they give the guy something new about him where you can buy into the fact, oh, he's changed. Like, in... UFC obviously it's a real sport so this happens naturally but whenever a guy starts winning and he's lost for a while like he's just been a 500 fighter and then he starts winning there's always something that he does that makes him become that champion or that good fighter and then they have a bunch of promo package that are like he's learned how to fight on the ground or something like that and the WWF never does that they just go like Paul London's good now. Yeah. Why? Because he fucking is. I don't know. Shut up. He just got good. Because you guys write a bunch of blogs, and now we got to make him win. That's why he's good. Suck it, dick. Yeah,
0: because we're not... As it turns out, the guy who was in charge of this company is really good at promotion, but he's not good at anything else. So, like... We don't know how to put people in charge or anything, so could you just, like, shut, like, f- like shut,
1: like, fuck you. It's so weird, too, because, like, the fans and W, I, I try to have a hard time explaining what it's like to be a wrestling nerd, because the fans and wrestling, especially around this point, this point is when it gets nuts. This is the first point where it's, like, becoming a wrestling fan is just poison. Like, it's just, like, you don't ever you watch every single show you watch nine hours of wrestling a week but you hate everything and never have anything positive to say but it's like being a wrestling fan is like being a big fan of municipal politics where you just want the city to make money (laughs) but the city just never will it's so weird
0: yeah yeah it's basically being a wrestling fan is being the mayor of detroit <laughs> yeah, you're just like
1: can't things get better? You're
0: continually I disappointed, and while it ma- like while it would make sense that you're in charge, there are factors outside of your control that make it that you're very much not in charge. So all you basically can do is be unnecessarily critical to everything that is occurring.
1: <laughs> all right, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about the Royal Rumble, January twenty fifth. It's in Philadelphia. Buy rate was half a million, which was down. I'm going to say this worst set year.
0: of the Royal Rumble. And that's saying something. Really? A lot of Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is really subpar when it comes to sets. And the yellow of this one, terrible. Also, the return of McFoley in a, oh, we're not even just checking for CTE, we're actually encouraging it to get worse. Oh, man. Oh
1: my God! You see Big Dick Orton just smoke this dude with a chair, yeah. and you're like, "Why is this still fucking happening?" Yeah, like, I like, guess that guy doesn't need to. Run-
0: like, I, that, that you actually see the moment where Mick Foley has to start writing his kids' names on his hand. It's that moment.
1: Right <laughs> but it's like, hey, and I understand that it's like, of course Mick Foley still wants to be in the ring, but it's your job as the person that's supposed to ensure these people's health that he doesn't do that now we come down on WWE for this stuff and Vince McMahon, look at his TNA run, they literally had a hardcore match that was like fucking CZW's Cage of Death with him and Ric Flair. So, it is what it is, right? Like the WWE catches a lot of flack for stuff that other promotions don't that the promotions don't just strictly because they're publicly traded and they're a huge company, which they should. But I'm just saying, like TNA probably did more uh, to ensure that that man moves like my nana now than anything else.
0: Yeah, that guy, th- that guy shuffle steps and walks like my grandfather did. My grandfather survived two strokes, and when they said you need to do physical therapy, he said, uh, "That's going to get in the way of me reading a newspaper outside." So go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, it takes me about six hours to read the newspaper. I really take in those fucking yeah. ads. Yeah, how of much
0: shit. do you think about the fucking cartoons? Mm. I think about a Far Side for <laughs> one hour every day.
1: Yeah, I redraw the, I redraw Family Circus and I mail it in and I go, that's the way it yeah. should have ended.
0: Yeah, that that fucking dog is an abomination.
1: Yeah. So Triple H, Shawn Michaels, last man standing match. We'll just do the highlights. Ba- Brock Lesnar beats Hardcore Holly for the WWE Championship. Of course, that's when uh Hardcore Holly suggested, like, I got an idea. How about this? How about it ends with me stabbing that motherfucker? And then uh Chris Benoit won the Royal Rumble and then winked at his wife and said, three years. <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you if you disagree. Uh,
0: this this is, of course, why if you ever listen to Royal Rumble commentary, they will always refer to uh, anyone who has the record for longest in the ring as one of the longest, because I believe Chris Benoit still has it. And why they haven't just gotten someone to fin- like beat him on that, I'll never fucking
1: know. Well, this is the interesting thing where it's like they br- immediately break Brock Lesnar's record for youngest champion. They just do that immediately where they're like, oh, we got Orton. Orton wins. <laughs> but... Exactly. They won't just be like, hmm, you know, he's not Benoit good, which is crazy because there must be closed door meetings where every wrestler just talks about how good this guy was. Because I rewatched this Royal Rumble and this guy could play every character in wrestling like this guy could play the underdog who's selling a ton. He could play a monster easily. Of course he could, because he was one in real life, I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, no, you, the society considers him a monster. Dylan considers him a guy who knows how to win an argument. That's all I'm saying. I'm just reading from, <laughs> just reading from Dylan's, Dylan's uh, untitled unpublished novel, um, What I Am Going to Do When I Finally Get the Courage. I'm so sorry, Dylan. This is so un-
1: My favorite uh, Benoit thing was someone was reacting, and then- they just described the whole crime, and then he put and they put and he put Bibles next to, all his, to everyone, and then the guy went, that's weird. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the weird oh, part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not hanging yourself with a weightlifting machine and killing your wife and kid. The Bibles. <laughs> that's the part I don't get.
0: This is, I don't think I made this point, but I remember, I've either heard it or I made this point, and then I just said it out loud and heard myself say it, which was, there was a time when roast comedy was like... A bunch of friends mocking one another based on things that they know about each other in secret and then the audience. Oh, you mean like the diva search. Then was let in. Uh, n- now, roast comedy is literally just how do I work in the Chris Benoit murder-suicide. That's it? If you go and watch any roast, it's uh, <clears throat> you make Chris Benoit look like a good father every fucking time. and i'm I'm like guys that it's dark that's not the darkest thing in wrestling like grizzly smith he
1: let his victims live and all they wanted was to die no but the thing about wrestling is it evolved to a point where there were some good people in there and back when grizzly smith was a wrestler back in the 80s that's just how all wrestlers were
0: true what is crazy is that triple h on paper is a moral good man
1: Triple H on Triple H for sure would be every wrestling f- nerd hates Triple H, but Triple H would be like the only wrestler any wrestling nerd would actually have a good time hanging out with him and The Rock. Because I feel like The Rock would just be like his whole life is just learning movies. He's just like so ambitious. So it's like learning scripts and reading scripts and protein shakes. And like he would love to talk about his old job as a wrestler. And Triple H would love to talk about like the 80s NWA. Most other wrestlers would be like, see. Here's why I would be the best world champion. It's an interesting thing I read on
0: the. I read, saw it on Twitter, which is like, hey, it's interesting. Wrestling is the only. um I wonder why wrestling uh, doesn't have as many fans as it used to. Maybe it's because every time a fan looks up wrestling, they get to the part where all wrestlers refer to their fans as marks and make fun of them for being gullible and think, I'm better than this, and then move on to something else. Like, it's one of those things where it's like. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Most wrestlers are like these fucking losers. Like it's like shut the fuck up. You do this professionally. This is our thing we look at. For us it's it is part of our profession sadly. But it's one of those things where it's like fuck
1: yes. you. Like fuck you. you no, yeah, it's you can't it's the same thing as like the guy who uh where you throw the the ring toss at a carnival being like you're a fucking loser. Why are you going to try this? No, they y'all like please come try it. It's
0: like um you work at the carnival. I'm just visiting. Also I'll never forget this, at the Ottawa Exposition, uh, um, Exposition,
1: is that what it's called? Expedition?
0: Exhibition? Exhibition? Either way. Yeah, it's probably called the Exhibition.
1: Not exhibition because, (laughs) wouldn't the other word just mean like people showing their jokes? Yeah, it's uh,
0: it's the Ottawa tells you about the plot points you need for the rest of your life. There was the guy who did the ring toss. He had the weirdest belly I've ever seen in that it didn't jut out very much, but it was so long. Like it, it, cut like it, like the it mm. dipped well low below the t-shirt, covered up his wanger and his bits. Mm. Yeah, both the stones and the Trump, and then like just kept carrying down. Like he could never get a shirt for it. I don't know what it was. I think what it was is he used to be a real big fat guy and then lost a bunch of weight, and so he just had saggy belly skin. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was
1: awesome. I wish you could throw the ring toss
0: at <laughs> to him. Just throw it at my
1: loose skin. Throw it, get it stuck in my. Come now. I have a question for you. Go ahead. What's your favorite Chris Benoit match? Is it the triple threat at WrestleMania?
0: I mean, I think it is. Yeah, it's either that or it's that or him wrestling with his demons in the days leading up to the incident.
1: <laughs> yeah it, my favorite part was the diaries. i don't know why we're talking so much about that when we could be talking about vince mcmahon's interview march 9th with the hollywood reporter no here's what here's what we should talk about because it's way more fun february vince is uh reported to use backstage he was ripping into people this happens every so often because he was they were leaking future storylines to melt sir zach gowan is released because vince beat him so why yeah. the fuck Basi- that, and it's criticized, and totally this would happen now, which which is, is basically criticized for, oh, you had a guy who's actually can wrestle and is a better wrestler than most of your roster on one leg, and instead of just being like, look how crazy it is, this guy can fight and he has one leg, what an inspiration, because this is scripted, you, a 58-year-old man, beat him up, and now he's not in wrestling I guarantee
0: anymore. Vince McMahon also, when confronted with this, it was like, I don't understand why you think I'm wrong he has one leg, I have two legs, that means I beat him. And they're like, no, but like you have to, he's like, and then he would slowly be like, I have one leg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he has one I'm leg. I'm not as I strong as
0: someone with two le- And they're like, no, Vince, he's like, one leg bad, two leg good, one leg bad. And they're like, why are you singing? And he's like, duh.
1: Because it makes me happy. I'm just remembering when I beat up a man who had a disability. Yeah. And it's making me very. This happy. also
0: was a big year, by the way, for people in wheelchairs getting thrown downstairs. You can definitely see there's certain themes in oh, yeah. Vince's uh, mood, and this is definitely one of them. Of like, uh, all right, well, what's funny to me? Oh, a disabled guy getting hurled
1: downstairs? <laughs> you had me a
0: disabled guy. Uh, also, in February, after Vince Vince's uh, filmed or recorded Ripping into Tyler. Uh, by the way, it's so funny that they leak footage of him yelling at people for leaking storylines. I love that so much. Uh, also, The Rock is fi- uh, is filming Be Cool, where he played a gay a character, and Vince McMahon not pleased about it, criticizes it on TV. Bear in mind, this is after Billy and Chuck. Like he's like, I'm surprised he didn't bring Billy and Chuck out and then just have fucking Umaga actually slit their throats. Like just that.
1: <laughs> Three minute warning. Oh wait, you're dead. No, well tell me why was he so critical? Of of the Rock playing a gay character, yeah. Why was because he, he was
0: concerned play? that the fans would no longer think the Rock is tough and then wouldn't purchase tickets to his wrestling show. I believe is was his logic.
1: Yeah, they thought that he thought that no one would ever pay to see a uh, a guy who played a gay man to be in professional wrestling. Remember that. Th- Remember that that's something that he thought though. Like that. That paints a picture of like there's no way he's he's he, if he's moved beyond that. Thought, it's not much. And remember,
0: his his number two is Pat Patterson.
1: Yeah. And remember when Darren Young came out of the closet, and then they just were like, we'll give him a win on television, but then fire him. Yeah.
0: We'll give him a win on television, but make sure his bags are packed, and he leaves through the
1: crowd. The fun thing, though, 2003-2004, Vince realizes his new formula for wrestling, which is what? Which is, I don't have Stone Cold. I don't have The Rock. I don't have to pay them at all. Triple H is my son-in-law. He can just work for profit sharing. He makes $8.9 million, and it's the most they've made since 90 se- <laughs> 1997 because of the world's closure. It, they put themselves in a six-year hole during their most profitable time as a company just because they wanted to sell breadsticks in Times Square. Uh,
0: I thought it was the...
1: Only it was the year before they posted a loss because of the world's closing,
0: but they had made more of a profit in the years between 1997 and 2004.
1: No, you're totally right. That was Sorry. It was, uh, I, I got mixed up. You're totally yeah. right. But this is the, this is what happens where it's like, he's doing interviews about everyone like, why is wrestling down? What's wrong with wrestling? But they're doing, they already have reports that essentially people either watch raw or Smackdown, which is very much. Like, there's this weird completionist thing we have as wrestling fans where we feel like we need to watch everything because you need to know everything that's going on, and you do because you want to follow wrestling, and in your mind, wrestling is one television show, but wrestling isn't like a television show. Wrestling is like the NFL or the NBA. It's many things happening at the same time. You can't possibly watch every single game, right? 100%. You watch a lot of them, but you can't watch every single game, and... That's why everyone gets upset with that there's like 9 hours of wrestling. It's n- just watch one show is basically my point. Like I d- I do it. AEW is going to go to a second show. I'm not watching that second show, guys.
0: Yeah, I don't know why AEW is going to a second show. It's it bothers the shit out of me. Like just fucking I understand that it's more TV licensing and in the end the thing is is that sports are one of the few things you actually can get a lot of money from a network, but it's just one of those things where it's like I don't Don't do like less is more when it comes to anything. Don't fucking overexpose yourself. And it's the interesting thing about wrestling is that Vince McMahon actually avoids a lot of the mistakes all the other new wrestling companies, including WCW, get into. Where he kind of is able to, if they have these big dips, he kind of paves over them and keeps going. And also, he's just very good at ignoring history. Like, like, he will sort of present it like, oh, Steve Austin has always been this sort of noble, nice ambassador part of the fucking fold. When in actuality, like, like in 2004, fucking him and Stevie Boy were having a big ding-dong over who owns the Stone Cold name. He's running around being, like, The Rock portrayed a gay man, so burn all of that merchandise. Like, he's not nearly as good of a manager and business person as he presents himself. What he's really good at is writing his own history... And just keeping mm. the legacy alive and negotiating TV rights contracts, and this really comes to light in 2004 because fuck me, does he make some disasters, baby?
1: Oh yeah, when do they get? When do they move from Spike back to USA? Is that this year or the next one?
0: Uh when is Homecoming? Uh, I think it's next year. If you want?
1: If you want to look that up, I will. So, um, we have. No way out. Of co- oh no, wait. Sorry, we're not even a WrestleMania yet. Oh my god! Oh it's in my 2005. God, oh my you
0: actual bitch.
1: It's in 2005. Yeah, so it's next
0: year. Yeah, there's no way Hobson wouldn't okay, point out year. when fucking Homecoming was. Dylan.
1: He wouldn't kill us like this. Here's something fun. WrestleMania two. Uh, sorry, 885,000. An increase of 325,000 people after the WWF spent five million. On advertising, Booker T. Pushed, baby. Who was who was, of course, last year pinned in something I can't believe we didn't talk about, which was I'm a racist, you can't be champion, champions for white people, that's triple H's character, Booker T. No, black people are equal to white people, and what happened in that angle? The white guy won. Well, the white
0: guy won, and in the adding insult to injury, and slowly he slowly pinned him. And a few like like Arnie Anderson has kind of come out and been like, all of that was done intentionally. Vince McMahon is like, we have to shame the WCW wrestlers, and it's like, why no one cares. And he's just like, I said we have to shame them, and they're like, uh this fucking loser. All right, fine.
1: Like, yeah, and it's also like, well then don't pick that storyline specifically. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. Like you and guys, especially remember- since. No one talks about this, but the Triple H has the Iron Cross on his shorts.
0: Yeah, because he's a Nazi. Like, Triple H is a for sure follower <laughs> of the Third Reich. I'm going to say this, and you can't sue me, Triple H because I know it to be true. Triple H has a photo of Hitler in his bedroom, and he kisses it every night and then looks at Stephanie and goes, dye your brown hair. And she goes, no, Paul, then they'll know our secrets. And then they zig-heil each other's assholes until they both come. And the reason why... St- Stephanie gets saline solution injected into her vagina so she can also squirt because that's white in color and they're both really <laughs> excited about that. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> right. Yeah. Goddamn fucking right. I didn't realize we were going to talk about such uh, hot things it. on the program today. Oh, my word.
1: So last year they had uh, White is Right We win. Yeah, the first half of American History X is the only good movie. Yeah, exactly. Let's just watch the
0: first scene of American History X, and that will be the main event of WrestleMania. And then WrestleMania twenty, they follow it by two big steroid men having a match, and then Steve Austin hits them. Kurt Angle barely with a neck. Like Kurt Angle, by the way, this is the years where it's like. Oh, this is crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know how you're supposed to have a neck? Well, Kurt Angle doesn't, and he is still wrestling better than almost anyone. By the way, he needs to borrow
1: some pills. For what? He doesn't care. He just needs to be holding them. Yeah, we're a couple years away from Vince McMahon releasing Kurt Angle because he's worried he's going to die in the ring, but they have a lot of really good storylines here. Like They have the Christian Chris Jericho storyline, which is crazy because basically this is the first time that. Chris Jericho is allowed to just make his own storyline, which is which he does with him, Christian, and Trish Stratus, where they start out by doing a she's all that to Tristratus for some reason. And then eventually, Chris Jericho turns out he likes her. And then, of course, she turns on Jericho and goes with the evil Christian. But these people were essentially just allowed to do this. They were just allowed to... Make their own storyline on a low angle, and it gets them both more over.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing with that whole Christian Trish Stratish thing is it was, I like Chris Jericho as a performer. Chris Jericho is one of those guys that's like, I'm a really good waiter. I can also be a chef. No, Chris, you're not that good at creative ideas. Like, anytime, if you listen to any of his podcasts, which are very difficult because this is how Chris Jericho does ads in the show. We'll get back to talking about Chris Jericho in a second, but first I just wanted to let you know, or it's like, ah, ha ha. ha, ha. Good point. Know what else is pointy? Cialis, after you've taken it.
1: <laughs> like it's just like, shut the
0: fuck up. Chris Jericho's not a very good creative mind. He just makes up for it by his matches are really fun and he's good on the microphone. Like, the way he talks about the list of Jericho is like he is. Literally talking about citizen fuck. Like I'll never forget. I came up with the list of Jericho with uh, one writer. You know he contributed a few ideas, but it was mostly me. It was all me. And it's just like, oh shut the fuck up! Like that's just
1: a rip off of a bunch of different things. Shut up. Yeah, I get what you're saying. He, I mean, you can't really fault the guy. He's fucking reinvented his character twenty five thousand times, and uh, no one and. Everyone likes him so much that even the uh, the wrestling uh, online wrestling fans will talk about how he writes "All Lives Matter" pretty constantly. All Lives Matter champagne, a little bit. Oh yeah, like of the bubbly. Never forget,
0: Chris Jericho is the son of an NHL Hall of Famer and lives in Florida. Like that guy's not even voting for Trump. He's voting for um, he's voting for a Chick fil A sandwich that uh, that is a a bag of Chick fil A nuggets that are and in the
1: fuck. There you go. No, no, get for it. Go for it. No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. Uh, this is delivered by uh, podcast partner Eugene.
0: <laughs> hurtful. That's a hurt. You're
1: a. Hurtful. Break it down. You're a meanie. Stop bullying me. You're a big meanie. In the difference of how wrestling women's wrestling is wrestlemania 20 has some great stuff oh yeah here's the difference between wrestlemania women's wrestling it's literally they have both women's wrestling today and a 1999 because they have sable and tori beat miss jackie and stacy keebler in a playboy evening gown match and victoria beats molly holly for the wwe women's championship In a hair versus title match, those are the two types of women's wrestling. Molly Holly, by the way, I think
0: had to get her head shaved for them to let her her have a a women's wrestling match. Imagine that. What what about a women's wrestling match is going to involve a woman looking
1: embarrassed? Like, I need to know. I will say this. Sorry. Victoria was actually having professional wrestling matches with women before this. Like, Lita and her had a match at No Way Out. They're actually doing some, oh my god, these women are just wearing clothes and wrestling. Not like, it's a mudsuck match, the winner gets to suck off the first guy they see, that's a reward for these sluts. Who here
0: wants to fucking eat each other's butts? Here's how you're going to find out, is they're going to fucking do it to each other, and then we're going to call that a match. I'm Jim Ross, and this is my actual speaking voice when I'm hard. Uh,
1: (laughs) I saw this movie, I want to do it. If they got a big arena, right? Oh, you mean like Mad Max Thunderdome? That's a good idea. I like the idea, but no. They're getting a dildo in each other for heroin. How do we do that? <sighs> An ass-to-ass match.
0: I want them all to kiss me.
1: Uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels both lose to... I'm going to kill my wife, then my son. Yeah, this is, a- this is also... Uh, of course,
0: Shawn Michaels has been welcomed back in the fold after he said no to cocaine, hello to God, and I would like to call this the era of Shawn Michaels. Where I don't care for him. I d- I have never been a big Shawn Michaels guy. I think his matches are pretty repetitive. Really, and I th- I can see. Ooh. I think his personality comes off as a fucking asshole. And this is, and now this is the part of Shawn Michaels.
1: Ow! Ow! Ah! Sorry, I burnt my hand on that sizzling hot take, John. Uh, Thank you. Also, this is the part where like, yeah, Chris Jericho
0: talks about All Lives Matter champagne and is always sipping from that MAGA hat cup. But this is like, like, Shawn Michaels is literally one of those guys where it's like, well, the issue when it comes to gay people is that they're
1: horrible and should be killed. Like, come on. Yeah, Yeah. Gay people... That you're viewing them as people. Yeah. Once you engage in relations with the same sex, you are no longer a person. Um. I can't go to the shows in Saudi Arabia. I'm Shawn Michaels, and I already
0: live on a farm. I can't go to a different farm because there's animals there. And he's like, "Wait, Shawn, do you consider anyone who <laughs> worships or anyone who is is um is a Muslim an animal?" And he goes, "Well, of course." And then Shawn just sits there quietly.
1: I uh, sorry, I have no use for communist Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah. So. I think I want to talk about this. We're t- spending too much time on WrestleMania 20, but... Not for me.
0: I do I do it a full year on WrestleMania
1: 20. <laughs> I mean, we, we could probably do an entire episode. We could for sure do a, an entire episode on WrestleMania 20. The fir- one of the best... I don't know why we're getting that sidetracked off Vince McMahon, but I just want to say Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle had one of the best finishes I've seen in a wrestling match because it got both guys over... Uh, It really shows Eddie Guerrero's character and the underdog who, who cheats, so there's a reason he wins. And it's like he's coming from the underdog perspective instead of being a heel. He's just like, this guy's a heel, but he's just too fucking likable to... Like, he's exactly what... I forget who said it, but Eddie Guerrero really was, for all intents and purposes, the Latin Stone Cold Steve Austin. He had that level of potential. It's just that they didn't give him and i mean this sounds like i'm in denial but they didn't give him the time and they didn't put like people forget how hard they put stone cold over for like a year when once they noticed oh shit people like this guy they put him over as just this badass who keeps on fighting for a year before they gave him the title versus eddie guerrero who like literally last year is in los guerreros and he's like you just break up that tag team have him beat his character for a year and then win the title. And then you, you take him on this journey instead of like, yes, they do ratchet it up. They don't do it as quickly as I said before, but they are doing it quickly. Yeah, they are. Uh, but it's
0: also one of those things where once they give him the ball, they fucking roll with it. And the weirdest thing is um, how quickly they have JBL beat him. Like, we are not. Yeah. Like, JBL wins the title by SummerSlam, I believe, and then has the title for a fucking year.
1: Well, the reason they do that, though, is uh, such a weird one. Where it's like, oh, we're worried you're gonna go back on drugs, so we're gonna make do something that will depress you to the point where you you guessed it, go back on drugs.
0: But he doesn't go back on drugs, does he? I mean, he dies. Yeah, but that's just because he did so many drugs before. Well, that's pretty lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he didn't die. He didn't die from re-drinking. He just died from fucking being
1: sick at partying. <laughs> So April, we're going to, and this is real, real fun. Jr. goes to business strategies. John Laurinaitis becomes the head of talent relations. Woo-hoo! The final, the final uh, class of Jr.'s time as talent relations is Randy Orton, who's about to become the champion. Brock Lesnar, who uh, had just wrestled Goldberg, left the company, but nonetheless, you got a lot of, of mileage out of Brock Lesnar. Batista, who is in Evolution. And they are grooming to be the next champion. And John Cena, who at this point is the U.S. champion on SmackDown and is clearly going to be a difference maker. So that's, you literally, most wrestling companies, that would be like a Mount Rushmore. Uh, But they hired John Laurinaitis, who got the wrong guy with one leg. And puts together the Diva, the diva yeah, Search. Yeah, they okay.
0: hired John Laurinaitis, a man who's like, we need to promote more women's wrestling. He didn't put together Diva Search. I'm sorry. Yeah, but he definitely walked up to Christy Hemme and said, uh, call her a
1: cum-guzzling horror Hey, 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 uh, why don't we have a wet seat match? I taste the seat to see which <laughs> one's the wettest. Uh, that's, that's my idea for that diva search uh.
0: let's have a uh, menstrual pad match where i eat all your menstrual pads
1: <laughs> too late i won already yeah, I'm the i the I'm match the win-
0: someone's low on iron i'm the winner john 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 loranitis john 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 loranitis i can't read i killed my brother john 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 loranitis <laughs> who's who's Mummy's favorite now Joe It's John John Laurinaitis is Mummy's favorite Because Joey died Joey doesn't know how to stay alive
1: <laughs> Wrestling fans may like you uh, Better to be uh, Joe but uh, I'm alive And I what I invented uh... yeah, yeah
0: John Laurinaitis num- Number one Joe Laurinaitis number two Do you know this? I
1: did not <laughs> In consecutive months, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have a character. This is the this is the official announcement for Eugene. You know, the WWE is coming out with a bad character. By the way, when they release a release something on their website, Eugene pursues his dream. In tradition of the most endearing wrestlers and characters of some of the greatest movies ever made: Forrest Gump, I Am Sam, Radio." WWE has introduced a new character, Eugene Dinsmore. Eugene is a person with a mental disability. WWE intends to portray this character in a realistic fashion. Eugene is a benevolent, loving, enthusiastic character who will successfully overcome the odds and achieve his dream of becoming a WWE superstar. The next month, he announces the Diva Search.
0: Yeah, it's basically like listen, we're giving a um, we're giving someone uh, a chance, so we need to make sure that another group is diminished. Get me the Diva Search. Ladies and gentlemen, the Diva Search. As written by Christopher Hobson, is truly the dark ages of women re- women's wrestling, and I'm going to say oh, no, it's, it's also the dark ages of just women in general. Like the things that we're about to see, yo, like the women. The Diva Search is basically just we're going to make these women audition to be disrespected by a bunch of corporate entities. Like, welcome to the Diva Search.
1: Who's ready to cry? Oh, the Diva Search is like it's super hot. It's like well. Part of it is ladies in bikinis, and then the other part is the type of bullying that leads to childhood suicide. Yeah, it's like the, it's,
0: oh, it's so fucking crazy. Also, what's so nuts is in 2004, Christy Hemi is, she is four years older than us, so she is, she would have been, what? She was pretty, like, obviously they were all very young, but I always thought of like Christy Hemi being much older than us. I just looked her up. She's four years older than us. 39. 39, feeling fine.
1: Yeah, she's twenty. She's
0: twenty-four. Yeah, she's twenty-four during the Diva Search, just getting ritualistically attacked by other like they. Dylan and I watched before this a roast battle or something that was done by the Diva Search, and literally one of them just grabs the other one's tits and goes a bit hard. Like it's just so like, what the
1: fuck is this? This is on television. No, they all they all hated Carmella. So the Diva Search did give us two people, which was. Joy Giovanni did wrestle for a bit, but mostly what the Diva Search gave us was um, Maria Canellis and Christy Hemi. Maria was out first because she was basically like, oh, I'm attractive and I like wrestling. And they were like, we don't want that. This is supposed to be a reality show. You can listen to a 15-minute thing on it um, that Bruce Purcher talks about, but it's supposed to be a reality show, so... You're off because, obviously, we need people who are just going to do crazy shit. This is a reality show. Everyone hates Carmella, and they go, each girl basically goes, uh, in the in the segment, the diva diss off is uh, Christy Hemi, Carmella, Joy Giovanni, and then another lady who I don't remember the name Amy, of. It was basically Amy Weber. Amy Weber. No, that's Lita, isn't it? No. Okay. I'm pretty sure Amy Weber is Lita's real name, No. I'm looking it up
0: right now, J.R., you fucking creep. And...
1: Ooh. Oh, sorry. Knowing a woman's name is creepy. In wrestling, John, yes, it is. You. It actually is. Her name is Amy so, Dumas, you fuck. Oh, no. All right. Well, I've, I'm stuck in a fucking bag of cum here, aren't I? But... So they go. Basically, one girl will go up to the other girl and go, "Hey, your tits are too nice." And they, and then she'll go up to the other girl and be like, "Nice ass," except it is. And then she'll go up to Carmela and be like, die in a fire, you stupid slut!" Like, yeah. The best, the best one is like, one girl goes, "Hey, whore! You have the you could I could drive a fucking truck through that space in your life. No, through that gap.
0: No, it's even better because it could be implied that it's her teeth, but it's clearly not her teeth."
1: Oh yeah, and then uh, one girl is like, uh hey stop hey something about like the, b- the 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 stop sucking cock, it's not it's not part of wrestling. I'm really fucking these yeah, up. No, that's but the best one is no, the best one is Christy Hemi, where she says, uh joy, you're shit. Other girl, you're shit. And hey Carmella, you're a cum guzzling dumpster slut. And then just does the splits, which is now how I deal with hecklers where it's like, "Hey buddy, Where'd you get that shirt? Walmart? Because you look like you fucking beat your kids. Handstand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't go to your job and knock the slurpee
0: out of your fucking hand. Blows fire. Kicks in the air.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kicks cigarette out of guy's mouth who's been smoking on stage the whole time.
0: But again, right there is also the because Bruce Pritchard uh, makes some great commentary. They had to have a meeting and be like, don't say that on the air, because they're like, oh, someone said slut. Are we allowed to say slut? And then someone else was like, you drink cum,
1: you whore. And they're like, well, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about this. Yo, Yeah, it's very good. And then The Rock, there's a segment with The Rock where it's clearly like, all right, Rock, come back. These segments need to be 35 minutes long. And then The Rock comes back and he's like, oh, it was like for six minutes he goes, oh, I'm fucking hard. All you chicks are fucking hot. And then then he goes to, hey, Lillian Garcia. She quit her job. She's a raw diva. She worked at the sperm bank, and she got fired for drinking on the job. Which basically, She got fired because she drank all the cum at a sperm bank. Anyway, it's 2004. Don't worry, Lillian. Um, and then he basically goes, don't worry. I'm still hard when I look at you. <laughs> That's how you make up for it. Good stuff. I Yeah, this is, again, this is also the beginning of wrestling where it's like, ladies and
0: gentlemen, Welcome to wrestling. All of the interview segments are 40 minutes long. All of the matches are not on the show because we don't do that now.
1: No, and it's also like so much worse than 1999 was like, hey, our set is razor wire. The opening is a guy skateboarding and taking a shit. Who's our main event? Oh, it's this guy. He's going to fucking fight this other guy. Ah, look at this. And then our mid card is this well-meaning pimp. And then 2004 is like, we are a sleek show. We are traded publicly, and these women drink cum out of toilets.
0: (laughs) The theme to Raw is a bunch of of weird welding noises and people walking to the ring, Uh, and then when they get to the ring, they're going to bark like a fucking dog, and then they're going to eat human shit.
1: Yeah, we're going to have a match called Who Can Kick This Woman the Hardest, and the winner is anyone who kicked the woman. You're never punished for kicking a woman. The WWE. We are we will be I know what you're serving. thinking. How are we going to
0: find a new low next year? Well, next year, we're going to get an Italian guy to pretend to be a Muslim. And then we're going to have people dress up like terrorists and say that they killed a zombie man.
1: Oh, yeah. And then be like, hey, there was a terrorist attack. Maybe we shouldn't air this. And then we'll be like. Nah, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be like, <laughs> oh good, we'll get into <laughs> legitimate press. Um,
0: Dylan, we should take a break because the classic things of the uh, the 2000s Vince McMahon episodes basically mean that the first half of the show are is nearly an hour, or in this case, in the high 40 minutes. Um, and All right, let's go. Let's fucking stop then. I'm going to piss anyway. Let's go. Stop it. All right, we're taking a break. See you in a few. Hey Dylan, have you ever thought about giving us money because we fucking do a good fucking job for these fucking ungrateful fans?
1: They're all pieces of shit. Every fucking week we take time to research this show, then forget most of it and talk about... Who would it like to come on? Yeah. And by, I think that deserves money. And by we, we mean a guy we've met
0: a few times, and he needs money because I keep promising to pay him, but then I say, no, haven't earned it. Why?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I spend the money on candy and hummus. Separately. I, sp- I don't I don't dip the candy and <laughs> hummus. That would be a Old taste. Old Snickers to bar
1: say. hummus. Hastings over here needs money. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Or rate and subscribe on iTunes, or do both. And here's another one. Fucking shut the fuck up, buddy. Yeah. Right now, are you talking? Are you talking? Are you talking to me? Where are you listening on? Were you doing dishes? Fucking break all your dishes, you fucking bitch.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Shut your cock washer and use your fucking dick grabbers to give us some fucking money. Welcome back to the program, Dylan.
1: First time. Ooh, wow. That was very professional. Welcome to Wrestling Talk with guys and suits yeah uh we're three feet away from each other exactly and uh you, you wouldn't know it but we just both watched porn in silence before this oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah we we turned the sound off because we just want to appreciate the technique we um both are wearing full suits <laughs> flies open h- hard penises we took some of those. We took some of that John Jones gas station boner speed that he got. A, he um, got popped for and lost a fight because it was like, "Listen, I did a lot of blow and wanted to get a boner. What do you want from me?" Like it was again, John Jones. I don't respect him because I think he's kind of a piece of shit. I do respect the fact that I've, like he is. He would be the greatest. He would be the Conor McGregor of the world. Uh, like he would be such a popular fighter, but he can't stop himself from being like,
1: "Yeah, I should train, or I could just get real fucked up." He would have been a great athlete in like the 1950s. Oh my God! Like, yeah. Oh, we don't have because oh, we're getting sidetracked. But John Jones is the most boring cokehead I've ever seen in my life. Usually, cokeheads are like crazy, but he's like uh, I trained really hard for this fight. And uh, also, does anyone want to go to an Applebee's and get smashed? He's like a he's the guy at an office who gets fucking ripped every weekend, but still is like. Mm. Oh, I do the cocaine so I can guard and yeah, up yeah, yeah. Late.
0: Sometimes I just want to stay up all night watching Netflix.
1: Yeah, well, I get t- I got tired of watching these informative YouTube videos. So, how else am I supposed to stay up for a meeting? We gotta talk about this, baby. We gotta talk about how much Vince McMahon because we said eight point seven nine million. So you guys are thinking he's the owner? He made eight point seven nine million. No, because in corporations you pay yourself. And how much does he make, John? Three point five million, baby, before bonuses. Three point oh five should say. That point oh five is more than I'll make in my lifetime. <laughs> that four point five dot point. point no you, you
0: you you could statistically make fifty grand. The
1: oh five means is that's fifty. No, I meant the point the four point five that you over guessed was uh that's four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's about six years salary for Dylan God. Not me, man. That's what I make in about a year. That's half a shirt. We didn't even talk about that when the rock when mankind came down to the ring and he was like, Look at this your entire outfit cost about eight cents. Look at The Rock in his $300,000 shirt. It was just like a glittery dragon shirt. Yeah, man. It's man. fucking sick as yeah. shit. Yeah. MJF's the only guy doing that now, just saying silly stuff.
0: MJ, MJ, uh, MJF apparently like openly billing Steve Austin for ripping his suit when he came to do his podcast at, at quote-unquote Steve Austin's not very big house is by and far some of the funnest wrestling things I've seen in quite some time.
1: Oh and how he does he does all these shoot interview podcasts but never breaks character. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's the best. He'll just say something that kind of really happened. It's exactly like the 80s where they would kind of, they would say something that actually kind of did happen but then just turn it back into And what's amazing about um, this is by great. the
0: way Steve Austin is enough of a mainstream figure right now because again Enough of America is like Steve Austin hosts uh, br- the Broken Skull Challenge. That guy rules that it's getting picked up by le- like vaguely legitimate sports blogs. Like it's not on ESPN, but it's on all the other ones that are like, I used to work at ESPN and now I got a
1: laptop and I am not a nerd. Um, <laughs> uh, I blo- I just blog at 9 a.m. like a, you guessed it, normal guy. The crazy thing I think is Great American Bash. What happens, buddy? JBL beats Eddie Guerrero in a Texas bull rope match for the WWE title. And you know what also happens? That's not even the fucking main event because the main event is The Undertaker beating the Dudley Boys in a handicap match. And then he murders Paul Bear. Remember this? Yeah, and then he buries Paul Bear alive, which is literally... This is the setup for every single match and card in this era in the 2000s where it's like... If we have a champion that we don't view, uh, he's essentially wearing the United States title because the guy who actually is the best fighter on the show uh, just has other things to attend to, like burying the other wrestlers on the show. Okay, he's buried absolutely every other wrestler, so now he's going to beat the guy who's holding the now, title. But this in is the thing:
0: minutes. is this is Vince. McMahon, this is the weird schizophrenic nature of Vince McMahon. This is a year when he is making a shitload of money for his company. He's being asked in interviews, "Is wrestling failing?" He's aware he's never going to get up to the ratings again. He's taking full creative control. He's taking full business control. Like, John just gets this job because Vince McMahon goes, enough of this hiring people that know what they're doing. I'm going to hire a bag of shit who will listen to everything I say,
1: which is yeah, John Yeah, I am tired. Listen, we made $9 million last year. I make $3.5 million as a base salary. I don't want to be told what to do anymore. Yeah so i won't i want to do what i want to do i'm going to hire people who are just going to eat with their mouth open and then just for some reason turn the other way to shit they shit with their with their penis facing towards the back of the toilet and they look at the wall and they don't read anything while they're on the toilet it's honestly enough for them to just think about the shit they're taking yeah, like it's this is again, but this is also the
0: thing you have to remember, and it really shows Vince McMahon's weaknesses and sort of his weird lack of self confidence. In that, the only time I think he feels comfortable is when he's totally in control, but he can't see how bad he is at so many things in the business he's the most successful in. Like, do you understand how, like, how sad that is for wrestling? Like, how sad it is for wrestling that AEW is like a critically acclaimed number two product, and all it is is basically it's just run by. A guy who has a vague sense of business. Like, there's a huge controversy right now as of this recording because of they didn't stop a Matt Hardy match for a concussion. And it's like, yeah, they're taking their lumps for it, but they definitely, like, they sort of, they like, they're taking their lumps for it, but what are you going to do? Vince McMahon would have literally done, then he would have waited three weeks and then just done four different sketches that are like, he's stupid now. He's dead now. You're dead. Fans are bad.
1: <laughs> like this is it's
0: true. Like, this he- is the petty, ragey why am I not accepted anymore? Angry Vince McMahon and it's so good.
1: And this is the unfortunate part about having a character like Eugene at SummerSlam, Triple H beats up yeah, Eugene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this and this is
0: that's my favorite match of all time. Five stars from John Melser
1: from john melt <laughs> john melzer knows how many fucking how many uh gumballs there are in that S- jar exactly yeah, it's sick
0: yeah there's four four gumballs i melted it
1: <laughs> one thing i do like about jbl uh is the cabinet and he starts to form it with a orlando jordan what's something that would have got a guerrero really over as being the champion while beating the undertaker um, then that's what JBL does. But they still have The Undertaker keep his heat because the champion can't be the guy who's the best at fighting on the show. It has to be fucking... No, it has to be The Undertaker always. And JBL, by the way, exceptionally
0: good heel. Like, I hate JBL. He's a bully bag of shit. This yeah. is the best JBL has ever been because it's just his person... I don't like rap music, and I don't like where Eddie Guerrero's grandfather's from. Time
1: to go make sure that all of his kids know what my shits look like. But then you've done back-to-back years where it's like, this guy wearing Nazi paraphernalia beat up a black person. And uh, then the next year is, I think uh, Mexican people, even even if you, if you can handle sp- food that's not mayonnaise, you do not belong in this country. And they're like, it's true, he wins. Who's gonna get revenge on behalf of this l- proud Latin man? A zombie. Yeah, this is the, the the it's
0: it's a fascinating it's a fascinating year because you're also seeing it's also you're seeing the reflection of Vince McMahon's worldview in that this was like the beginning of the like build the wall Minutemen thing, but it was so fringe and Vince McMahon kind of puts that on center stage because JBL is very much the it's a weird patriotic character basically like JBL was MAGA before MAGA, and I guarantee Vince was like. We gotta be careful with this. We might turn him into a (laughs) babyface.
1: Well, I mean, I will get into it, buddy. I mean, we'll dig we'll dig ourselves a big hole of fun once we get to Jack Swagger's Patriot character, where half the places he went to, people fucking loved him and they ended up having to turn him babyface. But JBL was based on George Bush. His cabinet was that too. But the thing is, Vince. Just understands that people don't like that even though JBL is essentially Vince McMahon's friend and playing a character that Vince McMahon thinks is good like Vince McMahon lo- obviously loved George W. Bush yeah do they have weapons of mass destruction no who gives a shit we'll just say they do and then kill him yeah yeah He yeah lo-
0: Vince just looks at he's like I like George W. Bush because he gave me somewhere to go that isn't Christmas with my family
1: <laughs> yeah, George W. Bush, the more the more you hear about that war, it's basically like if I robbed someone's house and then someone was like, Why are you robbing that guy's house? and I'll be like, He said something racist online. Um, did you look that? Did you see it? No, but he looks like the type of guy who would. So I'm just robbing. No, it's even his better house, than that. It's, it's going.
0: Wait, did you see it? And he's like, "Of course I did." And he's like, "Can you show me the evidence?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's right over here." And he's like, "Oh, no, it's not though. It's already robbed though. So I better
1: just blow it up too." Like, wait, what? <laughs> so Vince McMahon is getting exactly what he wants. His his champion is a cowboy man who beat up a Latin guy. Uh, he gets to go to he gets to go to
0: Iraq and see where all of Saddam Hussein's kids do all of that thing all those things that he loves.
1: Yeah, he uh, he enrolled Shane into the military, hoping he would die. That didn't happen, but he tried. He just kept being like, Shane, you're going to Iraq, and you're fighting on the Iraqi yeah, side. He, keeps, he kept trying to convince the... Look at that one.
0: That one's Shane. Yeah, he's part of the... Uh, he's part of the... He, keep, he kept calling Iraq Iran, because he doesn't know where he is. He's part of the Iranian army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He works for and, Israel.
1: Like, wait, what? That guy works for Israel? I don't know. Isn't this part of America? Shane... <laughs> Vince does become a grand uh, grandfather for the first time and that's when he really truly loses respect for Shane because Shane's like, "Can I have 2 hours off to watch my kid be born?" and yeah. then Vince spits in his face. Yeah, Vince
0: angrily said, "You what? What do you want to do?"
1: <laughs> this is uh the of course the worst day in the history of professional wrestling happens on September 22nd as the Big Boss Man passes away. It's been 16 years, and we remember you every day, Ray. You know, the following things would have not happened if the Big Boss man was alive still: the coronavirus, the financial crisis, anyone, everyone you love. If uh, people listening there would not have died, they died as a ripple effect, as a butterfly effect, Ashton Kutcher style of Ray Trailer being unjustly killed by his own body. Yeah, and they. By the way, the um, the funeral
0: for. Uh, ray trailer was held as his wishes demanded which was the big boss man came and dragged his coffin away and then had someone jump on top
1: of him <laughs> i am going to do that for my own funeral and not tell anyone
0: yeah oh my god i can't wait for your funeral it's going to be in like 4 years it's going to be sick
1: and then the actual big show has to come and yeah, just put just his <sighs> ca- put oh, him on himself awesome. on my casket and go i love my dad well he's hard he has to be hard too he has to take a bunch of Cialis. That is also our official sponsor is Cialis because you want more than one boner. Now, September twentieth, Vince McMahon uh, announces plans to promote an interactive pay per view, and it was called Taboo Tuesday. So they do Taboo Tuesday, which is well, he was promoting an interactive pay per view called Taboo Tuesday, and they did the first one with legitimate results, which they didn't like because the things they wanted to win did not win. And also, they realized they'd actually have to prepare for three different
0: options, which is a lot more fucking time than people realize. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true.
1: Yeah, you have to prepare three matches, and only one happens.
0: Yeah, that's... No, that's way too much work. Also, this is also the beginning of fans realizing, oh, I know what really makes the WWE angry. Don't do what they clearly want. Because what are some of the examples of things they do on this this Taboo Tuesday? Like, this is one where... Like, is this where, like, Rick... Hang on, let me bring up Taboo Tuesday because it's, it's such an odd concept because it's also Vince McMahon's need to try and add another day to the pay-per-view schedule but it doesn't make sense why he wants to because he's also continually obsessed with not having to pay them more fees which is why he also launches WWE 24-7 at this time it's just a crazy odd time in wrestling because he's financially still quite successful but he's acting he's behaving like he's not the king of the world anymore which he's not so
1: it drives him insane I th- and it's weird that every single time his thing, his thing is he thinks that the second best day for a pay-per-view is Tuesday. He always tries yeah, Tuesday. Mean, I never understand Friday. Friday or Saturday, you maniac. Yeah, we're nerds. Like, it's so crazy that he always, the go-to thing about wrestling fan is they're all nerds. And he's still like, no, we'll do Tuesday. It's like Tuesdays when nerds have to go to sleep because they have to get to their job. What do you not understand about Saturday night, buddy? Everybody, everybody who watches wrestling gets fucking wasted by themselves. Or with themselves, as I like to say. <laughs> or just with three <laughs> friends. We're going to watch your fucking pay-per-view. I'm getting wasted with myself. I say that all the time. Time to get wasted with myself. It's me and YouTube getting hammered tonight. Then I'm going to jack off to YouTube because there are some breast exam videos on there. You know what I mean? Oof. Oof. I don't know if she's got cancer, but I got a hard dick. Oh, my Lord, that's fun. <laughs> um, This is, I mean, we're skipping ahead to October, but who gives a shit? Ric Flair cuts a promo on Randy Orton using some unscripted lines, such as making virgins bleed, <laughs> which reportedly infuriated Vince, who even considered firing him. That's really good. And Randy was like, what the fuck are you saying? And Rick's like...
0: And then you get in there, and they're only fucking twelve. <laughs>
1: and Jerry yeah, Lawler was is, like, "This is the beginning." <laughs> <laughs> and he's just coming everywhere, and him and Rick are just coming, and they're like, and he just starts listing Ric Flair's favorite thing, which is just listing weird towns in the South: Poughkeepsie. Baloxi, ten-year-olds. <laughs> well this is
0: the other thing that's very interesting is this is the time where they're like okay rick can't talk anymore because he's gone from charming to a man who might be faking or has a very interesting version of dementia
1: well this is interesting because 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 this entire time apparently what's happening is triple h is going why do you have no confidence you're rick flair like you're the greatest of all time and since hogan left WWE is saying Ric Flair is the best of all time. Ric Flair is the best of all time. Everyone loves him. So he's getting his confidence back, but he gets too much confidence (laughs) because he starts talking about because Vince goes, oh, we're kind of like doing 14, you know, a bit of a 14, whatever. And you remember what Ric Flair talked about on Saturday mornings in the NWA was, I'm going to fuck every woman in this town, so what's Ric Flair going to do if you tell him he's on at night? He's going to be like, i got to do some blow off of a fucking pisser, and then I'm going to take it shit and make your wife lick it.
0: Do you know how crazy you have to sound to make Randy Orton uncomfortable? Like Randy Orton heard that and probably still had an unwiped bum from shitting in someone's bag. Like he was like, "Rick, that's
1: too far right. well, off." He was "We should have
0: to go throw out these trousers because they're covered in my shit from shitting in someone's bag."
1: Randy Orton also is an amazing heel at this time. Vince loves him off. People forget that usually it's Cena, Batista, Orton. At this point, it was very much orton cena batista and orton beats chris benoit of course for the title because he's the new youngest guy to ever hold the wwf title not yeah they, brock lesnar who just left them high and dry and orton of course loses it in the month looking at this stuff it's like all it's all randy orton the baby face it's pretty crazy how like he just how they never and vince never put together like just have him still be a shitty jock it's just that now he hates triple h and since everyone hates triple h they'll just hate randy orton less which makes him the good guy but they for some reason vince is like no you know what let's go fucking cookie cutter baby face and the other thing about it is as we've talked about on this program randy orton not wearing black tights it, that thing is distracting. It's a monster. I disagree. John I don't comments. find
0: it that distracting. I find it just inspiring to know that someone out there has something
1: that's slightly smaller than mine. So everyone here, I don't know what you guys are doing. I mean, it's a lot of quarantine. You're probably by yourself. Maybe you're doing dishes right now. If you're doing dishes, pause it, right? Randy Orton, blue trunks. And then hopefully you are of one of those smartphones where you can taste the screen because you're going to lick this fucking screen for a while. Look at that goddamn thing. Look at that beautiful thing! It's actually not oh, it's that lovely. it's not that big, but it's pretty good. It's thick. Yeah, I, but no, you but what see he that, actually? It's where he actually most people's was... balls are is where the head of his dick is. As Randy Orton said many times, I wear black trunks because my dick is thick. He never said long. It's thick. So if you scroll down, if you put Randy Orton blue trunks, it's not one, two, three, four, five, six. Also, who else is excited to find out what happens when you Google Randy Orton penis? Ooh. And uh, there's one something called Ranker.com, and it just says Randy Orton Hot Picks. And I'll tell you this, they are some hot picks. But this was also like when Orton was
0: a... I'm looking at it in orange
1: trunks, and it is very nice. (laughs) Let me Google Randy Orton orange trunks here.
0: Randy Orton orange trunk penis. It is very
1: penis. You put penis? Of course. (laughs) I don't fuck around with Google. Your Google searches are very good. Randy Orton, Orange Trunks. We got a lot of figurines, but we got ooh, we got to look at it. You know what? It's not that big when he's wrestling Benoit, but you got to be relaxed to really let your hog out. Oh, when he wins the title, it's pretty fucking huge there, yeah. Of
0: course. He's all chubbed up because he knows what's happening. He's shitting in three different people's
1: bathrooms. Oh, there's a really good one. <laughs> I'm going to put this as the image that we... Uh... <laughs> I'm saving this image as, and it's going to be... When I uh, done editing, this is gonna be what I. <laughs> this is gonna be. Maybe you should post this on Instagram because this thing is out there. He's uh, he's really showing how much how you what he's got. Send it to me, please. You know? Because
0: I don't know, is it if it's the orange one in the trunks where it just it just looks like it's an old man's nose? That's good stuff. But there's, there's a that lot to is un- I
1: think that's what it is. Because Randy Orton, orange trunks, definitely him holding the title. Anyway, this is great radio of just me laughing at the picture <laughs> of just, just join us at Wrestler Review on on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be posting a picture of Randy Orton's dick for everyone to fucking once again get a taste screen. That's not something that I that's actually invented. What you do is put smear whatever your favorite food is on the screen of your um, smartphone and then just fucking lick the shit out of the screen. Absolutely. What I usually do is I put honey on my screen so my screen tastes like honey and then I just fucking... Lick, and it's always a picture of Randy Orton winning the title, by the way, um, is what I put on there. So I just, I just sent you the picture of Randy Orton winning the title where <laughs> his dick's just out there. It's... <laughs> 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 his dick is... It's like as out there as um, Taz's isn't. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Also, the best thing about Dylan got
0: when he gets really excited about something is Dylan's got a lot of stress in his life right now. And the
1: things that bring Dylan joy are always the fucking best. Yeah. Like Randy Orton's floppy, floppy hug. This is uh so here we go. We got more interviews with Vince McMahon. Yeah, I also this at this Mc- point in this, this year, why
0: is he still conducting interviews? Because they don't seem to go well for him.
1: He's just talking to anyone that will talk to him at this point, because all of Why? The numbers are down, but he wants everyone to know that he's making money. It's kind of the thing where it's like, you think you're winning, but I'm winning. You think that so every single interview he's doing is wrestling is down the numbers for wrestling are down you used to be on top you used to be the guy we thought had everything figured out but you don't and his and his counterpoint is i'm making nine million dollars a year for my shareholders the numbers are only growing fuck you suck my asshole Suck on my asshole so much that it makes me shit, and I've been constipated for weeks. So you're going to have to taste a lot yeah, of shit. Yeah, hello,
0: Stamford Review. My name is Vince McMahon. Here are my answers to the questions I do not know you're asking. Thick, seven inches. <laughs> Disrespect your wife, protein shake. Honda Accord, jet plane
1: we were talking about Vince interviewing H- being interviewed by HBO not 2 years ago and now he's being interviewed by the Rockford Register Star Yeah but again why is Here's he doing what he this says. This
0: is the weirdest thing Vince McMahon gets shit in his head that doesn't make any sense I I got to be out there in the media No you don't you control your own media He's, al- he's also not on TV anymore because he doesn't need So you have to, to remember that so he's and doing that's good he shouldn't have ever been on TV after yeah, of the McMahon But character. he's not and also none of the McMahons should have been yeah go ahead dylan talk about how you love vince mcmahon because you love him
1: you should have been off tv once wcw was bought okay i do he's my idol i'm in love with vince mcmahon he always says he's always like i love him i want to kiss him i have an oil painting of me doing it with Vince McMahon doggy style but we're both not reacting to the fact that we're doing it doing with doing it with sex and we're both in suits yeah we're doing it with sex style here we go. Most everyone approaches the story uh, story they want to tell so that Mr. McMahon can prove their point. I like reaching out beyond New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago to real America. There were reader questions in the uh, Rockford Register Star whether the brand split had caused the waning interest in the WWE. To a certain extent, Mr. Feltz, very funny name, is right. It was designed that way. When we separated into two fans... Sorry. When we separated into two, fans would not be able to see all their favors at once. That is a negative. The positive of the brand separation is it allows new stars such as Randy Orton and John Cena to emerge. The brand extension is working well for us. As far as interest waiting, some of our live events have not been as uh, populated as, w- as we want. This is when it starts being like they don't make money off house shows. They just do it because they basically have a rehearsal for their new guys. Um, yeah, this is- As far as interest... Waning, I do actually don't
0: understand how they don't make money off house shows where it's like one of those things where it's like just go to independent promoters. Like do what middle range, not super famous comedians do, which is just go to the places where someone will pay you a guarantee and then it's up to them to make the money. Like it's one of the it's not a difficult thing to figure out, but of
1: course they haven't figured that out yet because then you hand over the so then you hand over the reins to that promoter rather than what this is, which is you're learning how to wrestle the WWE style because like you get ex indie guy and I honestly is probably believe it's harder as an indie guy to come into the WWE than it is for someone who's like a new wrestler because if you're a new wrestler, you're just learning the WWE style. So that's how you learn how to wrestle. But it's probably hard to break the horse of like, no matter what you know will work in the ring, like you know you've been doing independent wrestling for 15 years. You know this will get a huge pop. You know you'll get over if you do this. Don't do it, which is for sure antithetical to wrestling and everything you've been taught about wrestling and everything you've been taught about performing. But just don't do it. That's what this dude up the card gets to do or whatever. At this point, especially, it's like that's what Triple H gets to do. But this, at this point, you're still working off of people who are in WCW, who are in ECW. So they're probably, you know, they, they, they just wrestle that WWE, that 90s, 2000s WWE style. Yeah, it's sick. Oh, yeah. Here's some fun uh, that we didn't talk about is that Vince McMahon had diverticulitis. How do you get diverticulitis, You eat John? nothing but meat, and then it pierces your intestines, and then you die. Vince took a week off because he had diverticulitis, and uh, you can die from that, just so you Vince know. Vince McMahon's the only person i know that him. has gotten a brief case of diverticulitis. Yeah. <laughs> November 17th, Survivor Series takes place, arena in Cleveland, and you know what? It's in front of 7,500 people. The buy rate is 325,000, which is still great, but it's down 125,000 from the previous year. And Vince kicked off Raw, spoofing something <laughs> the NFL did the week before, and then goes back into hiding. Vince, this year, is just coming out to, like, he, he fires people the odd time, he wrestled Eric Bischoff uh, in early February or sorry late February like he's just doing weird things on television because he thinks he's a draw. It's like I know who will boost ratings. Me, yeah. Well, he
0: still is a bit convinced that it's still kind of attitude eerie like attitude era eerie. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's I'll remind people of when things were hot and sexy. It's like no 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 Vince no 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 no.
1: Well, no he. It is interesting because this is what he wants. He wants the odd shit joke and the odd Lillian Garcia drinks come, and that's why she got fired from a sperm bank joke. But he also wants like a sleek set because people forget this, but it's like this is the start of Raw having the same set and almost logo for like the last 20 years nearly now.
0: Yeah, this is where they stop. Like it's basically like, oh, hi, I'm... I'm Vince McMahon. We will be stopping to make things better. We will just stick with this because I'm much older and the world goes much faster than I ever fucking remember.
1: And it's also something that like people who invest in stock will look at and see and see favorably, I assume. Like investors look at the scratchy logo that Raw had in the middle nineties, the scratchy logo obviously they had in the late nineties, early two thousands. And then they transition to this logo where it's just super slick. Like, there's no, like... Every wrestling logo before this is kind of looked dirty. Maybe not WCW, obviously. No, but it's
0: not... It's weird. It's slick, but done by... It's like one of those things where it's like, have you ever seen someone trying to be classy, but they don't know how? You know what I mean? Like, where it's
1: like... Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. We're so chill. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go have diarrhea. This is McDonald's pushing salads. That's what this this era of wrestling is, and we're still in that era where it's like wrestling is a low class fucking art form, and Vince is trying to make it middle class, and it's not. It's fucking low class. Let's fucking. But it's still got those low class roots, such as the diva search, where uh that where everyone calls that Carmella lady a whore. Oh, and I forgot to mention her comeback to that was just being like. You're a bitch and you're a bitch, Christy. I hope you win. You're not mean to me. And that's when Christy calls her a fucking cum burping whore. It's so good. It's the, it It wasn't cum guzzling, I should say, it was cum burping. Yeah, it's
0: true actually. Burp because and by the way, burping much worse.
1: Oh yeah, she's taking a lot of cum. She doesn't guzzle. She's guzzled so much. She's literally burping out cum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After Survivor series. Oh no. Uh before I say this, Team Orton beats Team Triple H in the finals of Survivor Series in the last match. Who's on Team Orton? Uh, On Team Orton is uh, a civil defense lawyer. um, Yes. a, (laughs) um, a,
0: A guy who cleans bags. Shane McMahon, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, and Maven.
1: Yeah. Who are the three people that you would align yourself with? Well, of course, Chris Benoit. Of course, Chris Jericho. And then the most powerful of all. Maven. Maven. It's basically this was the meeting. We need someone to get pinned. <laughs> we need someone to get pinned. Who are we gonna get? Maven, of course. The stipulation, which I thought was good, was each member of the team gets to take Raw over for one week, and during Maven's week, he used that opportunity to quit wrestling. He just said, I don't want to do this anymore. Everyone yells at me and they beat me up because I'm new. And then he left. Yeah, he's like, I don't care for this. I'm not that new. I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> All right, now the final interview of the year, which is really good. Vince gives the following quote to Esquire. "Esquire, Steroids work. When I took steroids back in my 40s, I could feel a tremendous difference. Should they be banned? Yeah. <laughs> steroids work. They're fucking sick. Should they be banned? I guess you fucking poon tank. Yeah, I guess because I, I like to break rules. I'm Vince McMahon. Now, if
0: everyone leave, I got to disrobe.
1: So Vince took a crew of SmackDown wrestlers, of course. It's because they're doing Christmas in Iraq still he took a bunch of wrestlers to Iraq and tried to leave Shane, but Shane still snuck on the plane. This is also the beginning of
0: Vince's relationship with Saudi Arabia as he inadvertently smuggled back um, over $4 million in fraudulent microchips for what he thought was Microsoft, but just turned out to be him being ripped off by the Saudi prince. Vince McMahon uh, whispered under his breath, your move to himself, and then continued to be screwed by that government for the rest
1: of his life. I could honestly believe that Vince McMahon just smuggles like just smuggles shit into Saudi Arabia just for kicks. <laughs> uh, on the surface I own a wrestling company, but I actually smuggle a lot of extra conflict diamonds. Yeah, as well. yeah, 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 yeah. I actually
0: smuggled a bunch of conflict diamonds into Africa to make it worse.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Not just conflict i really want to stress how many children died if no child died during a diamond you have the vince mcmahon guarantee i'll kill the child right in front of you.
0: i'm here to let everyone know that pain is the future of my erections
1: (laughs) john what the fuck is the best thing about
0: vince mcmahon during 2004 i think it's the time that he said steroids are awesome but they should be banned that's the greatest vince mcmahon thing ever steroids work when I took steroids back in my 40s, also crazy that he took steroids in his 40s, I can feel a tremendous difference. But should they be banned? Yeah, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. It's the best thing I've ever heard him do. The Diva Search, like, and again, Worst Of, it's it's a big year of Worst Of's. 2004 is pretty bad, but, like, the Diva Search or fucking the other guy, I don't know. It's brutal. <laughs>
1: I mean, the best thing about 2004 is exactly what you're saying. This is Vince McMahon's dream year where he doesn't need to be on TV because his dreams are on TV. His son-in-law is the champion. Um, A guy who eventually will commit a uh, a family murder is the other champion. Uh, A man with a cowboy hat beats up some Latin guys. Oh, yeah. There's a diva search where women say, come burping. And No, I mean, not for, I mean, the word. all right, well, I guess from Vince McMahon's perspective, the best thing is everything that happens about his product. It becomes more sleek while still being dirty, but people aren't looking at it as being as dirty anymore because of how he's changed the way it looks. And he's totally right about that. If you change the way something looks and make it more professional looking, then people are less likely to attack it for being... Dirty or low brow because he makes something that looks like every fucking shitty transportation company. Essentially, he like who did the logo for whatever transportation company? Well, now they did the set for Raw. You know what I mean? So that's from his perspective. That's the best. But thing. it's also from you, my perspective.
0: Dude, yeah, just to interrupt. You can clearly see one person told him that one time because Vince McMahon is one of those people that if he's getting advice once. He thinks that's like he's like I overheard this in an airport, uh, um, uh, airport bathroom. It is accurate.
1: Yeah, he's not the type of guy who listens, but when he does listen to that piece of advice, he uses it. Yeah, but it's never the good piece of like, advice. He listens once like, every four years.
0: Yeah, it's ever respect your um, respect your workers. It's always like uh, make sure that they fear you, and if they don't, kill their kids.
1: You can just make them employees. It won't cost you that much money. So what I'm hearing is you should be fired by me. Yeah, yeah.
0: What I'm hearing is no one works for me. I'm Vince McMahon. Bye, 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 yeah. bye, bye,
1: bye, Everyone is their own company. Shut up. No, the, be- the best thing is Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Eddie Guerrero's match with Kurt Angle for me in the year. Vince McMahon was related to that. The worst thing is probably the diva search just because it took up 15 minutes of TV time and then you have all these young guys you're trying to get over because this is a transitional year for the WWF or sorry WWE and it's so funny how the 2000s mirror completely during this time the 90s where it's like 91 92 you still have the tail end of the popularity they had in the 80s Um, and then you look into the middle 2000s and they're in a complete rebuilding phase with Cena Batista Orton. The thing is that they never get obviously that Austin that Hogan character that allows them to take off near the end of the decade, but they find different ways to make that effectively the same thing because everyone's like, "Oh, TNA will be good," and then we learn that TNA will not be good, and it's like, "Well, if I want to watch wrestling, I have to watch the WWE," and it, in in a way, instead of it going from like 2004 being the equivalent of 1994, and then. It gets shitty for two years and we come out the back end it being great. In many ways in the two thousands, like two thousand six is the high point where it's like you have Rock, you have sorry, you have Cena, you have Orton, you have Batista all doing great things, and then towards the end of the decade it's like, Let's give the Miz the title, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's my favorite part, is what they literally I I feel like Vincent Man has been was so tired he literally was asleep that whole year.
1: <laughs> well, WWE films takes up a lot of his energy, and I think that people uh do ignore that because he probably wrote every script for every movie. Oh yeah, he did, baby. <laughs> I
0: cannot wait to see Oh, that's gonna
1: be so awesome. Boom, 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 boom. John is a cum burping slot. Thanks so much for listening, guys. You can catch us on Facebook. That's the Wrestler Review Podcast. If you're a fan of conservative news, if you're a fan of weird memes, to catch us on Twitter at Wrestler Review. If you're a fan of thongs at Wrestler Review on Instagram. If you're a fan of coming, we're on Pornhub. Jizz Review on cum slot. Thanks so much for listening. We're on Patreon. We're going to have our episode on the Real Sports the Real Sports episode that they did on wrestler deaths where Vince McMahon fucking freaks out on Armin katayan and we're going to have our Delo Brown episode up. That'll be next week. Uh, that's on our Patreon. 5 bucks a month gets you access and we got a bunch of other tiers and we got a bunch of fucking splooge in our booty holes. Thanks so much for listening, guys. You guys are the best. Please tell someone else about this. Just one person, though. Just one person you trust. I love you. Thank you. Bye-bye.